Our vision is to increase the literacy connected to digital assets among students at SSE and ultimately in Sweden. Hi friends, I'm Jay Johanna Hof. I'm on this week's podcast. I'm super excited. I'm going to talk about Logcast. It's all about owning your mind, trading your thoughts. We have built a Web3 tool for audio creators. You're plugging in to the digital assets. Own your mind, trade your thoughts. It seems to be like one of your most emphasized and like highlighted slogans for describing the core of your business idea and thus the essence of Logcast. Could you elaborate on and explain what this really means and why it matters? Up until now, social media and internet has been free for everyone to just publish and we just release our thoughts, pictures, lives basically. Uh, and we trade it for likes, I guess, and following and fear of missing out. <laughs> but one, who is owning this content? If I put up, I've been on Instagram for 10 years and uh, they can decide exactly what they want to do with it. And um, I think somewhere we... It got lost on us what value our minds and thoughts actually has. Yeah. So we try to educate the market to say it's important that you own your mind, but you can actually trade your thoughts. And I guess we will come down to what we mean about that more. Yeah. But uh, this is just the essence. We really want to educate mm. the market to own your mind. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic slogan, uh, slogan for for the space, really. And like once you kind of understand the concept of what Logcast is, you really kind of reason why why that's the slogan, why that's the slogan. Uh, but kind of to take a step back, how how did you end up in the space? What space are you in? Uh, and maybe a little bit more about yourself. For sure. So it's so fun when I sit here in this podcasting studio. It's very creative, the setup. And um, that's where it all started. I had a podcasting agency and this was just three years ago. Mm -hmm. I loved audio and the power of voice. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. So I had my own podcasting channel, but I also produced for other people. But uh, my personality is I, I love to be creative and change. So after just a few months, I was like very confused that the setup was so complicated. Mm. You needed to go into a podcasting studio. I was the one editing for hours. Um, it, it was just a full hour, like a, a, a full work production day to get one episode out. And then to oh. monetize on this is like another full working day. So I just thought that, I mean, in this time, Instagram stories is big and people can record pr perfect stories and video with just one tap. And that is both audio, visual and text. <laughs> so how come audio, that is just the primary way of communicating, how come that is so complicated? So I just... Um, I was working a lot with artists and celebrities and yeah, podcasters at the time. And uh, we could sit in the, in the studio like this, doing a perfect production, or, um, costing a lot of money. Yeah. And then we can go out and take lunch. And they were put, picking up their iPhone and started to record a fun story or a melody that they, want, they don't want to forget for their next album. Mm -hmm. And I was wow. like, why didn't you say this in the podcast? Ah. This is so much more interesting. This is like in the moment. Yeah. And I realized like it's 
it's so much that get lost when it needs to be waited one week to go into a podcasting studio. Um, and I also realized that fans often want to actually hear a little bit more raw material for what's going on out there. Um, so we started to try to post these short form audio clips that were just recorded with phone together with the long perfect clips. And we saw how these short form audio clips started to perform better than the hero podcasts. Mm. And then I realized that there's a big market for this more spontaneous, authentic storytelling. And that was the start for Logcasts. And uh, we have come so far since that, even though it's just like two years. But that that was the whole start of Logcast and um, how I got into this space. Yeah. And uh, I, I tried the app uh, as well the other day. And it, it is your voice that kind of signs you on when when you're logging in there, right? No. It is not. Is it? No. Oh, wow. It's it really it sounds like it's also yeah. your voice. Uh, that's a big compliment because <laughs> her voice is amazing. And uh, no, it's not. Okay. It's our... Um, voice assistant in the app okay and it's not me yeah because it's i mean it's very well developed intuitive and, and the onboarding process was was really clean in that way uh but then how done do you kind of tie this podcast space to the web 3.0 space or creator creator economy and how did that kind of get involved into logcast yes yeah, so as said this was the first idea we wanted to make podcasting social and easy for everyone with just a t- one tap you can record your voice get it out there so that was the first thought it was this was like before clubhouse and we, we thought like let's revolutionize and democratize voice we wanted to make instagram for voice basically um but when we set out to make a big tour in us to launch this we actually met a lot, lot of big like artists that we we thought was gonna make locos famous we realized that people don't want just another platform to put their following on they don't need that what everyone is craving is a way to actually earn money on their content Mm. so this when we realized this first it was like the the air just got out of us and then we realized like okay this is people like there are so many amazing platforms out there for sharing your creative work but there's not so many ways to earn money on it and that's where we realized that Logcast is going to be, we're not going to be just another social platform. We just, we're going to be Web3 tools for audio creators. And um, at the same time, me and my co-founder went down the Web3 rabbit hole like a year ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, everyone who's done that know that like the deeper you go, the more you just get obsessed with it, yeah. right? Yeah. I think you can relate. Um, and so it just clicked for us that everything that we always wanted to give our artists, like a way for them to actually earn money, suddenly was possible now with this new technology that comes with Web3 and blockchain, mm-hmm. which was not possible before when we needed to monetize on advertisements and so on. So I think we just, our research and network we built in Web3 suddenly merged with our, like, realization of what artists actually needed and then we merged these and now today logcast is a nft platform for audio creators um so empowering them to use logcast to help their fans invest in their project and um 
just own their content and earn money on it. Yeah, it's, it sounds like a perfect timing, like that you have this, uh, you know, podcast or Instagram vision first, and then in the same time you realize the potential of Web3 and then you just merge those two uh, dimensions together. Uh, and and uh, just one thing I I, uh, I wanted to ask you about is you you call you you have created like a a, a new name of NFTs in in your in your world, which is called NFMs, non fungible memories. If I'm right here, could you elaborate on how you mean with that and and the reason for that name? So one of our missions is to bring the mass market into this space. Yeah. Because it, I'm so sure this is where the internet is going. It's the ne- next iteration. is Web3. Um, and we wanted to help everyone to bring everyone into this space. And we thought that non-fungible tokens, if you're not in the space, what does that mean? Yeah. No one understands. Um, so the whole reason behind Logcast is that we want, like no one is to understand the technology behind it. Um, and what is really, I mean, Logcast is spoken audio. It's a thought. It's an experience. It's it's a it's a statement. It's your story. Um, and as soon as that experience or told, it's a memory, right? So we just basically made found a way to make our thoughts a token. Um, and suddenly that is non fungible memories. Then so. Um, it's just our version of, I mean, right now, NFTs has been so much about pictures, JPEGs and music. And we think there's a whole new market for our thoughts and yeah. experiences. And that is NFM and non-fungible memories. Yeah, I really like that name. <laughs> I'm glad to hear. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, building on to that, like how can, like how will... You have already touched upon that, but like, how would Logcast and, and its you know main function be unique and different from the traditional NFT platforms and markets? Of course, it's because you know you're emphasizing uh, the importance of, of memories, which is you know on the if you look at like OpenSea, a, a very big NFT platform, you know then you you find a lot of pictures and this kind of utility tokens and uh, and music also. Uh, so 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 I get that, but like. Like if you just you know want to emphasize the, the the unique value proposition of log cost compared to what's already out there, uh, how would you describe that? So we we want to merge NFTs to not just be this art that you produce and collect. We really want to make people understand that you need to control your digital identity. Yeah, and. By that, you need to control your mind and own own it. And um, so we have built our whole profile right now is a wallet. Uh, and let me know if I should dig deeper on what that means. Yeah, yeah. I think we have, uh, you know, some first time listeners. So so that would be appreciated. Um, so to be able to even own an NFT today, you need to have a log cost. You need to have a crypto yeah. wallet, <laughs> and there's different examples of this. It could be MetaMask and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be able to create one and collect one, you first need to set up this whole ecosystem. In blockchain, crypto is pretty advanced. If you if you haven't done that, yeah. Uh, for us, we we want to make everything you put up there on the internet as an NFT. Mm. Your profile, your following, 
your voice, everything. Meaning that if everything is an NFT um, and you store that in your wallet, which is your profile, you can take that with you everywhere. So we see that so far platforms like OpenSea, I mean, they are a marketplace for NFTs. Mm -hmm. We see that Logcos is a way for you to... It's your digital version of you in in the offline world yeah. we use pretty clear what you own right yeah we just want to help people to take ownership of everything presence online yeah. uh, and by that not just keep that to logcast we don't want to try to drag people in from other platforms we see mm-hmm. logcast as your digital identity and move that around move that to whatever platform you want um so i think um that's what's different. No one is doing this. No one has done this yet. Uh, we're the first to market. Yeah, no, and I, I, I mean, I really agree there, especially like kind of seeing the the problems that are like occurring today within Web 3.0. A lot of it is kind of like how will mass adoption really like be, be coming to this market? Because the people that are there right now are mostly kind of like tech nerds and very interested in like these kind of niche out of the financial markets or blockchain technologies, but they're not like an artist isn't going to go and like post their their artwork and create this wallet or just my grandmother like how can i make my grandmother Um, create a wallet (laughs) yeah and so that's why i was so like surprised and fascinated when i was doing the onboarding process for the app is that like the wallet is built into basically this social media or social audio media uh which was really like revolutionizing my eyes comparing it to like metamask and like being super scared trying to store the seed phrase and then like oh how do i there's a transaction fee involved here what am i what am i doing um and so i really kind of like that aspect especially tied to the idea that this is a creative kind of means and a creative outlet uh which also like you don't really want to have that tied with like numbers and like a burdensome kind of like sign on and sign out function uh and so i really like that the, the kind of like mesh of of ideas and you can see that being like the the critical step in getting a mass adoption to come to the platform um, and, and kind of like that being said, who who's using the platform right now, and who's it, who is it intended for? Because um, that's kind of the uh, the next step on Web three I think. So glad that you say that because that's what we want. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now you get the wallet by signing up with your phone number yeah. or email, yeah. and that is just no one is to understand the, the tech behind it. We solve that, uh, so it's super easy. Um, I mean, we want everyone to use Logcast, but um, you need to have a focus to be able to, I mean, what, what you focus on grow. And we have decided to go for the music industry mm-hmm. or entertainment industry. So right now our, our biggest users or creators are artists, comedians, like audio creators that have already built some kind of career through audio creation, whatever that might be. Um, so that is our first go to market so to say yeah. um but at the same time we have built this for i mean i actually think if you go to a longer answer to that question yeah please do <laughs> okay um so it's up until now we divide people by creators and i guess followers and then i don't i don't believe that you are either a social media user or not anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right now, it's been something you jump into, like, are you on social or not? Like, I don't think that's an option anymore because 
in internet, everyone is producing something. So suddenly, I don't think we're going to have these silo platforms like Instagram, Snapchat. I think it's more about the presence. And that is your social. It's not social media anymore. It's just social interactions online. And with that said, everyone is a creator. Um, and everyone, just like the offline world, we all need ways to exchange value between each other. And um, that's where I think we are heading and um, that's why I think low cost is really for everyone um, but going back we need to start somewhere and that's the music industry yeah uh, I just I'm just curious because like uh, one kind of area where I would be like interested in participating because I'm not a comedian and I'm not an entertainer or you know an artist but you have uh, a podcast show <laughs> you are an entertainer yeah maybe soon <laughs> but uh, but uh, one one aspect is like when it comes to Twitter for instance like I just imagine like if because you know we all have some kind of followers that we you know or profiles that we admire that have like really cool tweets you know that at least for me like if if those people would be using log cost and recording that like uh, th- then I w- I would be following that <laughs> so so could you see a potential there also like in in the kind of Twitter space but for audio like you have you know maybe quotes or maybe some kind of statements that you put on you know. 100 percent absolutely you know i haven't fact checked this but i think (laughs) even twitter started off as just audio like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. okay but it didn't work it was too early Mm -hmm. so they went into text and now they're best in that so i guess they continue but um i think um that's basically what we want Twitter, why they are so brilliant is because they just brain dump. Yeah. It is supposed to not think to yeah. you just get it out there. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. what is that? It's your thoughts, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not a production. It's yeah. not the final audiobook that you have worked on for years. It's just your th- thoughts. You, if you ask Elon Musk, I mean, he doesn't feel like he's thinking too much before doing his tweets. <laughs> Can be seen, yeah. <laughs> and that's what we see Locos is. Yeah. We have these amazing platforms doing podcasting spotify is amazing with final creations but we are not that we are more like twitter in the sense that you should just put up your um log on yeah and you just share your thoughts and put it out there so i think and hope this is um for everyone twitter users and that's why we don't say that we are a music platform we are we say own your mind trade your thoughts mm-hmm. because yes. thoughts everyone has thoughts yeah so and, and but just uh really on that like essentially you could at least for me to make it you know simple also for the listeners could you think about low cost as you know as twitter but for audio and with the difference that every tweet that is your your audio uh, is stored on the blockchain see perfect yeah, and I guess adding on to kind of what Victor was talking about, who is who's currently using Logcast, and uh, to then add to that question, is it more? Do you see more people use it, like uploading and and storing their thoughts on Logcast, or do you see more people listening to other people's thoughts? Uh, kind of how how's the ratio there right now? So, yes, if I got your question right, if yeah. you think people are logging most, like creating it or listening most? Yeah, exactly. Um. So. Most people, um, I mean, there's a majority that just listens Mm -hmm. so far uh, because there's a step for people to still get out there. We try to educate people and lead by example to just record 
don't have a perfection, but people still think it's a little bit scary. Um, but compared to a lot of other creative platforms, we still have a lot of people logging. Um, so 40% are creating logs, which is a lot. Oh, wow, yeah. So people are very engaged. Yeah. But we are working, I want that to be 100%. Because from the beginning, I don't want to have creators and followers and creators and listeners. Mm -hmm. I just want creators. So like Instagram, of course, people post more and less, but everyone still has an account. Mm -hmm. That's so, um, I want everyone to just like the offline world, everyone is talking. So why should it just be a few people that are heard? That is because social media has been created that way. Mm. You earn money if you have a big following, then you become bigger. But if you take that away with NFTs, what happens is that it's a one-on-one exchange, which means that it's enough to have 10 people that want to hear you and suddenly your voice is interesting. And so I think also this helps to really democratize voice, stories, new people, that will come up and get their voice heard. Um, not less about producing this person mm-hmm. um, that you need to produce to be able to get a lot of streams, to get a big audience. Yeah. Or do you do you get what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, and that's like kind of what a lot of like Web three Pono is about is kind of giving micro influencers, if you want to call it that, the the opportunity to be heard. Whereas like before, it would have just been these like mega million dollar uh, people being being. Uh, sponsoring it and things like that so i think it it does uh, seem like a great kind of segue into into web 3.0 yeah and you two should definitely start using logcast yeah. you have these interviews where, where you have um, more produced content mm-hmm. uh, but then you can go behind the scenes and interview your classmates yeah. or whatever like whatever you have something interesting that you're reading on twitter yeah record that and like a retweet on logcast like you can use it so easy and do you think you can see this also for like organizations and not only for people, like uh, individuals, like for an organization to actually, you know, as a kind of, uh, or do you, do you see this mostly for like individual creators or or like a group of people and organizations that actually, you know, can, can you know, create, you know, enhance their, you know, image brand image or, you know, anything by, by, by you know, emphasizing the authenticity. All their work. Uh, for sure, there is so much. Uh, we, we I look forward to logcast you spread and get used how people want to use it. But yeah. for instance, now we're working a lot with festivals, and um, there are big organizations through festivals that use logcast to interact more with the artists and the guests, and also make this more interactive for guests to be at the festival because they can hear what's going on everywhere. Um, but we also see this for corporate. Like instead of you sending a newsletter or emails, why don't they just talk with their clients? And um, I just before this had a meeting with a super cool company that wants to like re- erotic audio. Ah. Uh, and they, the whole mission is to like change the porn industry. Um, and we have so much to be able to do there as well with Logcast helping to get... Um, stories out there for the world that may be censored elsewhere but on blockchain you can't censor it so it's time to help people to get heard better and so on so yeah there's so much uh, opportunities but is it automatically stored on the blockchain or can you can you you can you choose if you want to save could you like or how is it how is the structure with like deleting and you know those aspects so you will have options yeah 
let's see where we are in one year, but right now you will be able to either record and you save it privately. It's like a voice note on your phone. So it's just for you and not on the blockchain. You can uh, choose it to put it behind a paywall. So it's a normal, normal log and you put it behind a paywall and people pay to listen, pay to stream, not on blockchain either. But then you can choose to put it on blockchain. And when you do that, um, and someone, um, then it's on the blockchain, and someone needs to buy it to own it, and then you can't delete it. It's, um, yeah. it's then you have your there. NFM, like yeah, the real NFM, right? Yes. Yeah. So you have different options right now, uh, but I'm pretty sure we're moving towards like in one year, everything you put up on log- logcast is an NFT or NFM, as we call it. Mm. But right now we need to merge our Web two offering that we started with with web3 so right now we are offering different ways yeah and i guess delving a little bit more into that how uh, what is the blockchain technology behind it is it tied to the ethereum blockchain or have you guys created your own uh, and then also what fees are attached to creating this nfm because um, i know the, the ethereum gas fee can be quite uh, quite hefty so i can imagine if you want to post 10 nfms a day uh, it could add up yes for sure so we are on the Ethereum blockchain, but there is a layer two mm-hmm. blockchain called Polygon. Mm-hmm. Have you heard yeah. about it? Yeah. It's brilliant. And um, their solution, we don't need to go into too deep, but um, there is no gas fee. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are releasing a minting on Polygon. Um, and the gas is also less, so it's more eco-friendly. Mm, yeah, the, the energy consumption and uh, yeah, uh, but but do you did, did, was that like the 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 main factor that you consider when you were like looking into the space? Like if you created a an a own blockchain or which one you, you would use? Like was it like the fees or because there was also like you know some people argue that some or or admittedly and and obviously there are you know security uh, differences you know connected to different uh, blockchains and um, so so how did you think about that or was like the gas fee the the main factor for you i think from the uh, like yeah the very first thought was gas fees yeah. and that is just because as i said we want to bring this to everyone and then it's important that you can be able to trade for one dollar and then you can't have like it needs to be zero gas fees so yeah. that was first um but then I'm bullish on the Ethereum ecosystem, the in, um, the whole ar- architecture around it. Uh, so it's important that we, I mean, NFT came up from that. Mm. So um, for us, it was pretty clear it was Polygon from the beginning. And uh, we have now created some partnerships. They are also using Polygon. So it just made more and more clear for us that we um, would choose that. Do you guys see yourselves going cross-chain in the future or being able to kind of like, I don't know if you're able to now, but basically take off this uh, NFM into a private wallet uh, and, and have it like stored I don't know, on a hard wallet or something like that? Uh, or how do you kind of see the, the future of the uh, the NFM evolving? That's a very good questions. question. I would love to come back with a clear answer. Right now, when you store and mint and collect you have your logcast wallet to be able to do it easy but mm-hmm. you can still find it and have your all own key and find it on OpenSea and different places so right now it's not like you only can collect or buy anything the nfm on logcast so it's still 
like as soon as you're on the blockchain you can take it everywhere um but the rest i need to come back with yeah uh, and and uh moving on to to the future i'm i'm always curious asking these kind of questions like where do you see yourself and also of course the state of uh and position of logcast 10 years from now oh wow <laughs> 10 years I guess we could do like the two weeks, uh, one year, ten years. Yeah, yeah, could be fun as well. Yeah. So two weeks. Yeah, two, two weeks, weeks from, from now. now. Like, what are the immediate updates that will be happening to Logcast? I mean, I'm going to NFT Paris next week, meeting oh. my heroes in this space, mm. and I'm serious. Like, I, I just got noticed today, and um, that is just gonna make a big difference for Logcast. So in two weeks' time, I um, hope we have a very interesting go-to-market strategy with these people. Super fun. What was then? Five years? Uh, sure, we'll do five years. I mean, in one year, within one year, we have launched our own token. Mm-hmm. Our mission is to get everyone uh, that use Logcast to be part of owning it as well. So you have launched this token or are you going to launch it? We're going to launch it. Okay. We haven't yeah. yet. Um, so in five years, we see Logcast to really be a public good. We didn't create this to hold it. And, you know, Web2 is so much about like, keeping it here mm-hmm. and competition, you know. Yeah. We created Logcast for, to be a public good. And um, I really see then how Logcast is a platform used all over the world and have really been part of changing social media as it is today to be more healthier, but also help the creative economy to um, evolve. Um, So that's like the vision. And um, I think in five years, it would turn about me, like I'm pretty sure I'm still involved building logcast but i'm so curious about so many things um so i'm pretty sure i am also building on some new ventures that is about to change something i'm curious about nice i'm excited to see it happen yeah and just um just coming back to to the different like one of the main differences between web 2 and web 3 connected to decentralization yeah like as far as I'm concerned, you will not, uh, compared to, for instance, fa- Facebook and Instagram, uh, like have this overarching supervision. So like you, log cost will not, you know, yeah, like shut down any account or or how will you? How do you? Uh, yeah, how, how do you see on that like that point? What's your view? What's your view on like what's the strategy there? So can you ask the question one more time? So, so like you know, like because if you if you really if you want to contribute to to the Web three development, then yeah, I could see like you know originally probably it's because I don't have all the information about Logcast, but like one main fear could be that like like in order to to create this mass adoption, it's often like some kind of centralization is needed. But as I'm, as far as I'm concerned after after this this um, this discussion here uh, you you will just create this ecosystem and then you will you know let people be free within that or will you have the same kind of power uh, as instagram for instance when it comes to like you know have different kind of rules and then you know potentially if you don't follow them you can be shut down from the platform mm. 
this is such an interesting question because I don't know if the question is more about like if we will be part of moderating the content and the people because yeah, Twitter and other yeah. like are able to shut down accounts exactly. and so on yeah. and that is a, a, a topic that me and my team are talking so much about mm. all the time because there's so much morality yeah. in some questions and at the same time mm-hmm. we want to exist to reflect how the world looks like and I think it's so important that open boxes and open doors to conversations that is always shut shut away um because I think the more perspectives, the more we know about ourselves, other people about the world, the more perspectives we get. And so I think for us, it's so important to give a platform that reflects the world and not yeah. go in deep and try to moderate who's going to be part or not. Yeah. Um, but as of today, Logcast is not fully Web3. We are transitioning hardcore, so we are very soon there. And then we will not take part at all because we don't have a power. It's on the blockchain. We we can't do anything. We we will just be a DAO. We we won't be an entity that can control who's in there or not. Uh, Right now we can, um, but we try to be in the Web3 philosophy that we don't want to censor things. And um, But we still have... Yeah, a ecosystem and um, strategy uh, to keep the community healthy. Yeah, and I think I mean that's the bit of a beauty of about kind of like Web three if you want to take it there. And uh, I mean, you mentioned you were going to have a, an ICO in, in the next year, so an initial coin offering of say the Logcast token, uh, and basically that would then be your crowdfunding for the venture, which would make you wouldn't have like LPs at your back saying, "Oh, you can't do this, you can't do this." The the like the crowdsourcing would basically create a DAO, uh, decentralized autonomous organization, which would then drive the company uh, so that the users within the organization would be able to uh, appeal to certain rules and regulations. And, and so you basically would have, I don't know if you want to take it to Instagram, the, the whole network of all Instagram accounts voting on if an account should be deleted, and then it would be deleted rather than a centralized authority doing that. Um, and so that would be very interesting. I guess you can see the kind of a beautiful transition to how, how a social media should be moderated in the future and what should be allowed because the the transparent conversation and uh, kind of a parallel to what is actually being said and what is being censored is an extremely important topic uh, and I think that's a, a beautiful way to get it get it forward and get it said. You should be in our shadow board. You have good perspectives <laughs> on this. Um, we're now exploring to create a DAO for our early founding creators mm-hmm. to have a board seat that they all together have mm. one board seat um, because we are not there yet when we are fully decentralized. Uh, so we, but we're moving there. So essentially like as you're moving towards your vision, you're becoming less web two, less centra- centralized. And then when you're at, you know, achieved your goal, so to say, then you're like, will be more or less completely web three. Yes. How, uh, how do you see yourself as a, a web 3.0 entrepreneur? If you want to even call yourself that, uh, and maybe compare yourself compare yourself to peers of other tech companies that are more focused on like SaaS platforms or Web 2.0 companies or and things like that. Like, how hard is it for you to I don't know interact or sell this idea uh, and basically just create this company? You mean to transition it or no, just existing as a Web 3.0 entrepreneur? I think we're in a good position where we're still a startup, very early. I mean, we have 
Logcast in is on App Store globally right now, absolutely. But we still just have found our product market fit. And mm-hmm. now when we're with our new NFM offering, we can in a sense go to launch, go to market again in a new way. So it's not like we've been around for 10 years and we're going to try to make a car electric. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that we are in a position to make our car electric from the beginning mm-hmm. because we are still so early. Um, so it, we, we see it more like we... It's it's a pivot, but not really because we haven't really... We're still such early stage. Um, so I think we sit in the perfect mix there where we have a lot of understanding from Web3 and how entertainment, social media and tech are working. Um, but we are both me and my co-founder and our team are so open and well-researched in Web3 and have good connections. And um, we have very fast pivot. Um, so now I will see myself more as a Web3 entrepreneur, even though we are not fully there yet in terms of our products. Is it hard for people to 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 grasp like the concept of, of Web three when you are like pitching and storytelling your idea? Like, do people get it? I'm just curious, like <laughs> because we have some problems sometimes to yeah. to really. And especially working on like the more creator side and or creative side and getting artists and and uh, musicians on board. Seriously, it's like 50-50. <laughs> That's why I think when I met you guys, I was like, oh, feels like we're best friends already because <laughs> I feel like either you just have went into the rabbit hole and then it's not like oh you like it or not it's like you, it's like coriander either you just love it you understand <laughs> it or you don't like it yeah. so for us both for investors and our creators it's like um, either you have jumped in and researched and are curious about it and then we we kind of just can go straight to the point on how we can collaborate or how we take this to the next step or it's more about that we need to do a lot of education and because it's so much um, that is still new and with with change always comes um, like um, fear. So it's like so much of what we're putting on our time right now is about education, communication more than ever. Um, so yeah, it's it's both. But that's why we actually have decided and where we are launching in US and not Europe. Mm. We are a Swedish company. Sweden is our DNA and we of course focus here. But um always like now this year we are focusing on US because we've seen that both uh, investment funds uh, but also creators are earlier in this space there. That's where we exist. There it's just um we need to start there. Do you also think there is like some regulatory advantage of doing of of, of uh, implementing that kind of strategy, like in terms of like the US being more more free and more open to 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 like uh, the Web three yeah, space in general? Yeah. Is that also part of it? Or I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, there's been like uh, quite a few unicorns that's come from Europe, but none of them have been social media focused because in general, Europe tends to be pretty risk off. Uh, in their kind of VC funding compared to the US, where like they will, since they usually have larger funds, they'll usually allocate a small percentage of that towards kind of uh, moonshots or, or kind of throw it into the the Facebooks or the Snapchats uh, of tomorrow. So they're more willing to take on, especially social media uh, ventures, if, if that's correct. Yes, absolutely. 
and not just web three and crypto and all of this now like even from the beginning we knew we need to be in LA in US because mm. social media entertainment mm. it's it's born there so even though I'm like oh I just can't wait to go to Asia I think Africa is super interesting <laughs> when it comes yeah. to the creator economy but some it's it's it, it's we, we can all agree that it's somehow started there so I think that's where we want to build our network and and test our product and 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 so on so that's and also when it comes to you know when we talk to our investors in U.S. is like, what? Your valuation should be higher. And when we say it here, <laughs> it's like, we have no valuation of that size in our portfolio. Yeah. We've been around for 10 years. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting, uh, actually. But I just love Stockholm when it comes to the whole like ecosystem. Of, I mean, here, sound innovation. And so now I think this is the perfect place to be for us. Um, but I just think it's important for us to always be global and not be local because audio is also language. We don't want to build Swedish content. Yeah. That's why we're not here so much either. We focus more on US right now. I yeah. guess that, uh, th- that's perked up another question on how do you tackle uh, language in, in, with Lawcast, considering like Swedish language, US language, if you're going to launch there, uh, do you have like a, a translate function or, or something like that coming up? Or um, yeah, how do you handle different languages or cultures? We got advice early on to not launch in Sweden just because of the mm-hmm. language. Um, but I mean, lang. <laughs> we have sold it. We have launched pretty recently, actually, a function called Logs Near Me, um, meaning that you you get content if you want to, where you at at the continent level. Con- country level city level or even street um so it doesn't really matter as long as we get users you you get content in your language if you want to put the location tag on mm-hmm. um but i think it's just a power that i mean language is what makes us human and um i think we that just makes it gonna be easier to be used um but um, I also, we have discussed so many times about translation and, and so on. But um, right now, I think people find their content and the community by location or by their following. They decide themselves who to follow. So right now, I don't see it as a barrier that it's different languages. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh- what do you think? Um, no, yeah, and I agree. And I think in general, like language is such a, a tailored and personal experience uh, to where someone speaking Swedish. I mean, I, I grew up in the US myself and then now coming to Sweden uh, and trying to basically relearn Swedish since I only got it from my parents. And, and so much I realize is lost in translation where you don't kind of fully understand like slang and, and different terms because you haven't really, you're appropriate in the co- culture to some extent if you're doing like a, a Google Translate. Uh, and, and so in that sense, translating kind of could reduce the value uh, that you have towards, uh, yeah, if you take it from Swedish to English or, or vice versa. So in that sense, it obviously makes sense. And then just getting like the network effects of having enough users and, and posters to to make it interesting for, for local users. Yeah, because we also found, I know in the beginning, I mean, I was, my 
network must be so tired of me. I tried to get everyone to use Logos in the yeah. beginning. And I was like, can you speak English? Because I want it to be. And then I realized like Logos is all about authenticity. Mm-hmm. So now we encourage everyone to just speak on their own language. And it's, it's um, so important to express themselves in their, their comfortable communication. Yeah. Tool. Just to, to challenge a little bit there, like, couldn't you argue that there is some kind of trade-off there? Because, like, for instance, for me, I'm not really sure if I would be using Swedish or English because Swedish is more authentic. Like, for me, of course, it's more natural. Uh, however, if I, you know, if, if I think that my thoughts are valuable for the world and I want people to to really get access to them, and also maybe if I want to really monetize on them, probably I will have a greater spread if I do it on English. Uh, so uh, I'm just curious, like, what do you think about that potential trade-off? And also, can you have different profiles or is it just one profile that is you? I mean, right now you can sign up how many users yeah. you want. Uh, and it, what I am excited about also in Web3 is this, this anonymous culture mm-hmm. where you can actually be so many different. And I think that's nice. Um, so yes, you can. Um, but it's also like, now, since we are able this value exchange, yeah. I, I don't think you need this like world conquer to earn money. Now, I don't know if you heard read the article 100 or 1000 true fans. Mm, yeah. mm. It's so much more about your super users, your super fans, mm-hmm. your, the people that are willing to actually invest in everything you do. That's what you will invest in. So instead of for you now, if you your thoughts you want want to start monetize on them instead of trying to go for scale to make everyone in the world listen to them i think if you want to earn good money out of it it makes more sense to start here in school when you already have your network and start to build up maybe one thousand people that just love to hear it and um so i think with this comes more um you start in your in your circle and um Suddenly, a teacher with just 20 people that wants to listen can earn good money because they don't need to have the scale to be able to sell marketing anymore. Mm. So this creates so much opportunities for people now to um, actually, we're moving into the passion economy when people can actually earn money on their passions. And I think that's more enabling now with Web3 tools um, where you can earn and create more value to a, f- a smaller group of audience. Yeah, I really like that perspective. I, I didn't think that way, but uh, that's uh, and I, and I also like what you're emphasizing right now is I also you know realized that like the whole educational space could also like be monetizing on this, as you said, like teachers, but also like all kind of education. Instead of like having to to make a perfect YouTube video or a long podcast, you can just you know quickly and more uh, through more authenticity just upload like the thoughts and educational content basically yeah because it's insane when you think about it right now it's been all about scale streams audience Mm. size which makes it impossible for people to Mm -hmm. like earn money if you don't have that Uh, but in the offline world people exchange value to go to a therapist one thousand sick one hundred dollar for one hour of good talking these people can suddenly do this now and earn good money since they can do a value exchange peer-to-peer, not based on audience size. So this, 
I mean, this opens up so much for everyone. That's why I say we don't have creators anymore. Everyone is a creator. Yeah, and I, I really like the way to think about it with 100 or 1,000 true fans. Uh, we'll, we'll link it in the description, yeah. I think, because it's a great read. Definitely. Uh, but basically that if you, it doesn't matter, like say you have 10,000 fans or whatever, but you have 1,000 that are true fans uh, and they spend 20, 20 bucks a year on you, uh, that means you're making more than CSM uh, every month. Yeah. Which is like, if you start to think about it in more realistic terms, like, no, you're not going to go get a house in Beverly Hills, uh, but you can pay your rent and, and probably eat every month. Then you kind of see like, oh, wow, this is actually achievable for, for the everyday person. Uh, and kind of get into realistic terms and, and being the kind of the creator economy at the, the foundation of that. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and just I'm um, curious for like the people that also would, that are probably quite inspired by now uh, by your story here that also are like interested in, in creating something within the space. It could be NFT, NFTs or crypto or like anything connected to indirectly or directly to blockchain technology. Um, I know that you are still very early uh, and uh, you have been doing this for three years, if I'm not wrong. Uh, but what are like the main lessons that you have learned, like both in terms of like having a startup itself, but also specifically having a startup within this space, uh, you know, connected to blockchain technology? Like, have you faced some big challenges that you would like to, to share? Yes, a lot. So many <laughs> learnings. So many learnings. I mean, it's a lifetime every week, feels like. <laughs> but I just love that. Um, but I think one big learning you need to just really walk the talk as an entrepreneur mm. uh, is that, I mean, your whole nature as an entrepreneur is to go through the mainstream. Mm. or how everyone is doing something because you have figured out a way to do it better. So you need to not just be persistent, but kind of believe so much and understand your vision that you can go through it every, even though everyone says no and even can be mad at you for not <laughs> getting it. Like you, you kind of just need to walk that path. Um, so I think... Um, that's a big um, learning that every time I've trust my gut feeling or my path, it, it goes back to like, okay, it was actually uh, good. So yeah, that's one thing. Um, but then another learning, I guess, is just like run fast i think it marks mark zuckerberg that says run fast and break things mm. and it's so true that is something we adopt now when we are launching nfm because now we have a ship or die culture where we like really ship or die uh, because as said we came up with social podcasting like a social audio network before clubhouse was a thing mm. and we were so early every investor everyone was like what no one would, what is social audio? Like we talked to all the investors here. No one cared and understood. And we were like, oh, it's a nice voice first future. Hello. <laughs> but then we were like very early. We were moving as fast as we thought we could, but still we took it like we built this amazing infrastructure. And um, now, I mean, every big tech platform has the social audio network, right? Um <laughs> So now when we found our offering, we just run. Uh, it's just like ship or die culture. So I think one learning is to actually um, 
just launch every week. <laughs> don't do it to perfection. Just learn and um, don't wait. Yeah, I really like that. I think that's valuable advice. Yeah, but uh, I guess we can go a little bit more macro view uh, and go towards a little bit of speculations on the future. Uh, and you mentioned a little bit earlier you were bullish on, on Ethereum, uh, but also kind of what is your general take on, on blockchain technology and, and the future of layer ones uh, and the market in general? Mm, I think this is the best thing that, that has happened to the world since, I don't know, printing press. I think uh, it's... Uh, it's going to change the way we understand internet. And um, I I think right now, it's, I think we talked about it a little bit before we put on the microphones here, yeah. but I think blockchain has been so much about DeFi so far, mm-hmm. even though we are, we think it's new. I mean, it's still been um, Satoshi Nakamoto. Now I didn't pronounce his name right. I think it was quite accurate, but... Released his white paper 2008 about Bitcoin. So it's been around for so long. But that has been so much about DeFi. Um, And in, I mean, that is still just the financial system. And people have been asking like, oh, what is the use case and so on. And maybe that's hard to see since it's just been about that. But now we're moving into social with NFT. This is more adaptable for everyone. Um, So... I think now we can start to see that it's not just about blockchain and crypto and tokens and like speculating on a token that will drop and like, you know people are so like think it's just for some elite playing or hear this hear this all the time but now I with um, this new culture of being able to own your content and with Ethereum comes the whole infrastructure on building the new internet. We come, we see more use cases. Um, so now I think um, it's less about crypto. It's more about um, building new tools to exist and collaborate uh, together um, Online. Yeah, I totally agree. Like digital money itself, you know, that's really just the first application of blockchain technology. Uh, and I think, as you said, that now when when these more social aspects, like that people can relate to more to everyday life, if you're not into DeFi, for instance, then that will enhance the the adoption rate. I think. Yeah, and for me as well, um, I think it's always very. The most um, critics I get in this space from here in Sweden is like, oh, it's uh, it's a scam or it's used for terrorists or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think here we are so privileged. Yeah. Everything works. We believe in our banks. Yeah. Government are supporting us. Like <laughs> it's so secure, yeah. which is amazing. But if you speak to some other countries they definitely don't have that system at all. And then crypto technology and blockchain is the only thing for them to get money yeah. uh, or maybe own their land. Because yeah. So there's so much more opportunities there that is also helping countries to, um, to develop faster. And that's where I think Sweden needs to 
play a role because it's so easy to be fat and happy and be like, oh, we don't need that. Mm. But then that means that countries like Nigeria, who will adapt so fast, mm. will have all the power in the future. And then, yeah, so... I think even though we don't see the use case right now, like we need to understand that this is where we all are heading. So we need to invest in it and we need to understand it and we need to um, also regulate it to make it uh, secure and good. Yeah, you spoke about it a little bit earlier, but when do you see mass adoption, or rather you're facilitating this happening, but when do you truly see mass, adop- mass adoption coming to this space, uh, considering we're kind of at like the, the early adopters, early majority right now? When? When? I say June 20, when Logcast is standing in Times Square launching <laughs> We're going to make an NFM of this. <laughs> no, seriously, we have a keynote at NFT NYC in June. Mm-hmm. Where we're going to launch it with some big players in Web3. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that then, then is when it happens, but uh, I think uh, I know so many other players now I'm moving more and more into this space. So I think it's just, um, okay, depends on what you mean with mass adoption. I think in five years, it's still uh, it's, it's still going to be new. But I think just last year with NFT coming, so much happened. So mm-hmm. I think just now one, two, three years um, and with solutions like Logcost, where we try to bring it to everyday users not just crypto people i think this is just one two years away but yeah what do you think i think you have a good point when you when we we need to first of all define what is really mass uh, adoption of course yeah but but i think um, you know it needs to be more than just as we said before uh, just the deep aspect it needs to be more than the first kind of applications and it also needs to you know we need to create like platforms as you're doing but in all these uh, dimensions where where you can easily use the application of blockchain without knowing everything about blockchain like how can I make my grandmother use a MetaMask wallet? You know, it's impossible right now, and that's the problem because we need to break those barriers. I think, and I think like if if more more platforms like you are being created, uh, but for other purposes also, then that's when the message. But but before that, it it won't be possible. I think. And we have so much education to 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 be done. Like people, when I say it's so important with privacy and ownership, and people are like why. Yeah. So it, it we need to understand this. I think that I mean right now I think privacy is the most valuable valuable thing. Yeah. Um privacy not just in terms of data what you share but also like to have privacy. That's more valuable now than being famous and sharing mm. everything. Um but for people to understand the importance of not just sharing their data for free, to own their content. That's a whole new program we need to make because social media with Facebook have programmed us into thinking one thing for 10 years or more. So that will take another 10 years, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I actually think that's crucial for the adoption. Like you need to integrate like 
the tech guys with the philosophical guys because if people don't understand why then the adoption won't happen like for instance if you look at the bitcoin adoption uh, the latest 10 years it's like in the beginning it was just these tech uh, nerds and then some uh, you know libertarians went on the track uh, but still it's you know these kind of special guys so to say cannot be driving like a a world into into bitcoin for instance but then when 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 people realize like why it actually matters why it can enable people throughout the world to have their own bank accounts without an intermediary, then people start understanding it. Uh, so, you know, the, the technological aspects need to be there first, but then we need to have some kind of evangelists that can spread the word and and, and educate, you know, why, why is this really important? Why should you even bother? Yeah, and that's why we try to not talk too much about the wallet or NFT. Mm. We talk more about owning your mind because that's what it is trading your thoughts not trade an nft because that's what it is so i think we, if we start using normal words that how it actually works in the world it makes more sense um and for people to understand that our thoughts has value either to you your family or an organization and why can't you trade that imagine i mean now we come into philosophy but if i can own a thought by you an experience by you like we how to exchange experiences and thoughts i mean we are just a collection of everything we experiences we're a collection of everything we think i mean we're entering a very interesting era in that sense as well yeah yeah like the creativity is only the, the limits here i think yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think yeah, if you want to take it more philosophically, I guess me, me and Victor tend to chat quite a bit about that as well. <laughs> but in essence, like the, the the revolution of the internet was being able to have all of humanity's knowledge uh, onboarded so that where it was freely accessible. Uh, and kind of this is the, the next step in that and being able to privatize that and show ownership towards that freely accessible information uh so where yeah your your log cast uh, will still be viewable by, by me and victor but you johanna own it uh, and that's kind of the the key to to uh where, where log cast and other kind of web 3.0 tooling uh comes in uh which is why it's, it's really fun to be to, to have been able to talk to you because uh, I, I think this is what's going to lead to to the mass adoption is to be able to have whether it's DAO tooling or uh, NFT tooling or, or DeFi tooling to kind of get the mass adoption and like hey this isn't uh, this isn't that hard to interact with it's the simple email or or phone number login and that's kind of when we're going to see a, a big explosion uh, I guess is my prediction um, but with that being said uh, how can people either log on to Logcast or or get in touch with you or or give you feedback or connect with you or follow uh, you or... yeah. <laughs> So I'm Jay at Logcast, just the letter J, and jump on early because, I mean, if you're an early to a social platform, you can probably have your own username. Um, no, but download Logcast. It's available everywhere in the world on App Store. Download it and follow me at Jay, and you can just send me a direct log there, voice note about feedback. I mean, we are launching a new release kind of every week mm -hmm. so we take feedback super seriously and build it together with our community um and um also it's um good to know that we are soon launching our web version to also enable this for everyone that's not have an iphone because right mm -hmm. now we only exist for ios mm -hmm. um yeah 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, lastly here, if you, we ask this question like for every guest here, if you were like completely new to the space of digital assets and really wanted to learn more about blockchain technology, NFTs, crypto, or even NFMs, uh, where would you start and what recommendations and like pieces of advice would you give to people that are like generally interested and, and really want to learn more, but they have no ground based knowledge? I listen so much to lo- uh, podcasts and lowcasts, <laughs> but podcasts, and I use the research. Uh, I started off reading, uh, writing uh, white papers. Ethereum, Bitcoin, uh, Audius is super interesting, like Spotify Web3 version. Uh, so just reading white papers to start to understand, it's it's much easier to understand this than you think. Um. Listening to a lot of podcasts, Twitter account, I think that's actually the best tool to just go into yeah. threads and listen mm-hmm. um, and read what people say in threads. Um, Lenny Andronikos, my co-founder, mm. CEO of, of Logcast, she ha- has a lot of good thoughts about this and is o- uh, often welcoming to different um, conferences to do- talk about NFTs and Web3. So she's a good person to actually listen in on, log on to her mind, as we say in Logcast. Yeah. Either on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Logcast, just search on Lenny, and you will you will find her. That's that's my recommendation. Awesome. Yeah, we'll throw all those in the, the description as well for easy access. Um, but Johanna, thank you so much for coming. It's been a, a pleasure talking, and we hope to have you on again soon when the Logcast has uh, reached the mass adoption stage. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. This was so much fun. If you'd like to learn more about the Digital Asset Society, you can visit the link in the description. We also have a newsletter which we post weekly. Disclosure. Some Digital Asset Society members are invested in certain coins, tokens, or NFTs, which may have been spoken about in today's episode. This statement is intended to disclose any conflict of interest and should not be misconstrued as a recommendation to purchase any coin, token, or NFT. This content is for informational purposes only, and you should not make any investment decisions based solely on it. 